What is up, everybody? Welcome to episode 33 of the MTG Untapped podcast. I am your host. I am the Micah. And hosting with me today is a man that combines the size and strength of a grizzly bear with the sodium of a landlocked body of water. He is Costa. How are you, my friend? Uh, Feeling not fluid then, right? Because landlocked is a bad thing. Good thing. Doesn't matter. (laughs) I thought I might be showing off some ignorance here, but like the fact that it's not part of the sea means it's not very salty ah gotcha gotcha that's well hmm, that's pretty good it's pretty good yeah you should change your name by the way to like the three-point god or stuff curry or something i i played so respectable this week in basketball i was so i was shook costa so costa uh hosts a pickup basketball game on tuesday nights here in austin and he got me to finally start coming out again and man was i tired after last week but this week I actually played fairly respectably in my uh, little humble brag thing. Not really humble brag, but you know, you actually played really good the the week before too. I mean, I think you're way more comfortable shooting this time, which was kind of funny because like the first one went in and you kind of had that look like, okay, that's cool. I'm not going to expect it again. And then you made another one, and then by like the fourth or fifth one, you're like, all right. And then and then you got a little you got a little excited, but still, uh, you're fifty percent, I think. Like the last game, my hands were so sweaty. I couldn't get a good grip on the ball. Like I don't really have very large hands. So it's like I kept like not in uh, being able to grip it properly. And there was like one time when someone tried to pass it to me and my arm was just like so sweaty. And when I tried to gr- grab it and like hold it, it just squirted out and went uh, to the other team. And I was like, okay. Yeah, that, that ball gets – I mean, I don't know if it's just that basketball or if it's all of them, but that's been the game ball for like the past two months because I bought it. And uh, yeah, after just a couple of games, it's like just soaked and you're like constantly trying to dry it off. So no, you did good. You did good, man. I was happy to see you out there. And speaking of balls, I am super excited because college football is back. Am I, 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 I love Magic the Gathering. But if there's a uh, like three letter like acronym that I, I love more, it's CFB. And I'm not talking about Channel Fireball. I'm talking about college football. Uh, so about uh, an hour and a half from when we're recording this, uh, Ohio State's kicking off against Minnesota. And uh, come on, Golden Gophers. Uh, that's all I'm gonna say. Even though I'm a Hook'em Horns UT fan, you know. But uh, I I love me some college football. I just wanted to put that out onto the internet. So is it so it officially? kicks off today sorry uh it officially kicked off uh this past saturday okay uh there was a bunch of smaller games the biggest game was uh, illinois versus nebraska scott frost trying to get himself fired hmm. he said whenever uh they lined up the way illinois lined up caused them to have to throw out half their game plan it's like well the game plan wasn't very good um yeah another, I think- thing- <laughs> oh, good. Oh, good. another thing i'm excited about is Seeing Shane Chi tomorrow, uh, or today as of day, uh, release day, I guess. But oh, wait, wait, where are you going? John and I are going to go see it also on, at 10 o'clock when I get off of work. Uh, I'm going to see it after school time with my brother and his kids. Nice, nice. Yeah, I'm also missing FNM for Shane Chi. Bet you didn't expect <laughs> me to say that one. My wife didn't either. So she was like, Really? We're going to skip FNM? I'm like, Yes, for you, babe. I mean, uh, you got to earn those brownie points, man. <laughs> So this is the movie review portion of the podcast. I was kind of disappointed with Black Widow, but there's a lot of hype around Shang Chi. So I'm really, yeah. I just I really want good Marvel content in my veins again. I mean, I don't think Black Widow was terrible or anything, and I think 
I don't know. I get, I get to that point where I've lowered expectations. It was kind of bad, but like I lowered it because first of all, it took forever for them to release it. And then when I saw the same old trailers over and over again, I'm like, okay, it's probably not going to be as good as the trailers because clearly they're just going to throw it out there and, and try to recoup some of this money. Plus they have the issue with like Scarlet J right. And the whole, like her, like how she gets paid for it or something or. So, uh, I love this by the way, uh, Marvel, the way they do their deals is they say that, all right, you're getting paid this. And there's the uh, theatrical exclusive element. So they get her pay is in uh, partly determined by this box office success of the movie. And, but Disney is the one in charge of distributing the movie. And so they put also put it on um, Disney plus. And so that, is going to lower the box office for her movie and hence uh, take away some of her pay. So she's going to, she's suing Disney. I haven't heard the latest, but that's how that works. And that's also why they said, all right, Shane, she's just going to be on theaters for its 45 day window. I think it is now. Yeah. And no, I'm, I'm super excited about that. Like uh, Kyle has like that EVX. So it's like a, it's like a halfway IMAX theater. And it's like how I like to see my movies. Like when, uh, Godzilla came out. I told John, I was like, look, we're going to wear a mask the whole time, whatever. But I was like, we have to go see this in the theater because it's freaking Godzilla. Like it's huge. So I'm, I'm pretty excited. Like not pretty excited. I'm hella excited actually. But anyways, do we have an untapped step today, Micah? Besides a uh, movie day. <laughs> I finally won a game with mill. Um, well, I'd won a few games, but I was on a heck of a down streak. Uh, what's it called? Dry spell? I don't know. Uh, I just I just couldn't win. I wasn't still in uh, gold post rotation. Just couldn't win games with this stupid copy mill deck where you just play the copy spells and Tasha's hideous laughter and maddening cacophony and stuff. But uh, I managed to rip an opening seven of Island, 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 all snow covered. Um, three ruin crabs and a maddening cacophony. And then I just started ripping a lot of land. And uh, my opponent... I believe my opponent was playing angels and they would have killed me dead. If they just, uh, animated their faceless Haven and swung in, I was, they had lethal on board I couldn't do anything about it. I was tapped out. Uh, and they just didn't do that. And then eventually I top decked, uh, I think I top decked Tasha's hideous laughter and won. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I haven't really done much standard. Um, I haven't even done the, the 2020 Q or 2022 cube that much either. Just cause, I've uh, been doing a little bit of jump start, which we'll get into later. But um, as for me, uh, let's see. We had FNM last week. It was Mystery Booster again. Um, I split with Chris um, for first place. So um, he ended up, what ended up happening was I got four packs of Mystery Boosters and he got three in both promo packs. Uh, I ran blue black flying something but it was kind of funny because chris uh was looking at my deck or whatever he's like so are you just an aggressive player i was like no why he's like because you turned a color pair that's not normally aggressive into aggressive i was like well i mean anything can be tempo which is really more what the deck was it was like flyers efficient removal i had like go for throat and um uh, uh man corpse something it's like it's a five mana removal spell that like can't hit non-black creatures or sorry it can only hit non-black creatures and then it makes like two spawn eldrazi spawn or whatever oh, um i'm just talking about yeah give me a second. like corpse hatch or something but anyways um 
yeah, so like I was just like, well, I mean, I'm just going to remove your stuff and then get in there. He ended up actually winning um, in our because we still played it out or whatever. Um, and uh, he ended up winning, but he was like, dude, you make every deck aggressive. I was like, uh, I think I just like efficient spells. Like that's where I'm at. So uh, that was pretty fun though. So yeah, that was about it for my magic. And then we tried to cube last night. No one really showed up. Um, so it was just like us four trying my cube, which was horrendous with four people. I'm going to have to go to the drawing board and see if I can spice it up a little bit, but nothing else really for magic this week. You uh, nailed that card, by the way. It is Corpse Hatch from Rise of the Eldrazi. Man, five mana sorcery, destroy target non-black creature at uncommon. Boy, have times changed. Oh, yeah, they have. But uh, that'll do it for this week's untapped step. Uh, we're going to get into this week's main topic, which uh, so anyone who listened to the sideboard special, I highly encourage it uh, from last week, I believe, where I went over the uh, content from the Magic the Gathering Showcase 2021, where they revealed their product through the end of next year. And so I gave my thoughts on it, but y'all haven't gotten to hear the thoughts from my man Costa over here, hear what he's all hype about. So we're going to be going into that, but it's also going to be blended because we are now in spoiler season for Innistrad midnight hunt, almost as wild hunt again. I made that mistake a couple of times when I did the sideboard special talking about those spoilers. Uh, the thing is, I didn't even like that game. I know it's an all time classic Witcher three, but I didn't really like that game. And I still make that mistake all the time. I just think about it that way because of like Master of the Wild Hunt, the four mana, whatever that always makes a wolf or whatever. So I, mm-hmm. I can feel you. All right. Uh, so in this little first portion, because the first part of the Magic 2021 showcase was talking about the Innistrad sets, specifically Midnight Hunt and Crimson Vow. And so we're going to go ahead and talk about some of the new stuff we've gotten from Midnight Hunt, including some new mechanics. So the first one uh, is a new take on an old mechanic. So a lot of people who love the Innistrad uh, blocks previously were big fans of the werewolf mechanic, in which there's a, you have your little human on the front. It's a werewolf. And if no spells are cast, you have to flip it over. You get a new, bigger, stronger, often uh, creature or whatever. I never actually played those sets. Um, and now we have a new version with new day bound and night bound. So the people like to talk about like day night cycles and video games. Now we have day night cycles in magic, the gathering. So if uh, I should have got looked up a little thing that specifically explains the mechanics with like the reminder text. Now I'm just scrolling through these. Spo- oh, right, here we go. Uh, I'm reading off the card tavern ruffian for the reminder text. So it says day bound. If a player casts no spells during their own turn, it becomes night next turn. And then night bound says if a player casts at least two spells during their own turn, it becomes day next turn, which happens during the upkeep step, I believe or during on tap or just happens before. Yes, I believe that's correct. And so whenever you play, is it like whenever you play like a tavern ruffian, it becomes day or does it not happen until one of those two requirements are met? So I think there are some cards that 
automatically put it in the day and night cycle. And then I think when you first activate a day or night cycle off of a flip card, then it's in play. So now it acts as, um, what's the mechanic from Exelon? Um, City's uh, Blessing. City's Blessing. Yeah. All right. So if I play my Tavern Ruffian, it does not instantly become day. But if my opponent plays no spells, then Tavern Ruffian Daybound will trigger and it will become day and I'll become a new static part of the game. If that card, sorry, if that card does have a flip, because I think there is a card, I might have gotten that confused with something else where there is a card that that doesn't have a, it doesn't have a day or night cycle on it, but it does say like ETB activate the day because I think it plays with other cards. So it just kind of depends on what card you're playing as to whether or not that day or night cycle will trigger. It's actually very complicated now that we're talking about it. <laughs> and another thing that makes it even more complicated is because before with like werewolves, whenever you play them, whatever the uh, requirement was, either no spells or two spells, or actually no spells, then they get to flip. However, if it's already nighttime and you play one of these, it is played on its night. Yeah. On the, the night bound side. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a neat little addition. Uh, that is, that's I actually didn't know that until we uh, Costa informed me before we started recording. So that's a new, more much more involved uh, werewolf mechanic. Uh, I like it. It's oh yeah. Here, did you see? Actually, if you look at the um, if you're on Mythic Spoiler, go to September first. Did you read off of that day or night card? Because it it actually says it all there. I just found it. So, if it becomes day or night, or if a day bound permanent enters a battlefield, track day or night for the rest of the game. As it becomes day, transform all night bound permanents. If a player casts no spells their own turn, it becomes night next turn, and then the reverse for the night. So, yeah, already a uh, interesting start to this uh, learning these mechanics. <laughs> That's why we do this. So then our listeners have that jump on their opponents whenever they get to play with these cards. Uh, I'm actually kind of sad. I'm going to have to miss this pre-release. That is pretty sad. Uh, When you told me that, I was like, uh, well, that kind of sucks. But oh, well. (laughs) I'll skip the family lake trip. I'll I'll play some. Yeah, that's kind of hard. (laughs) What lake are you going to? we're going to a new place. I think it's on Inks Lake in Central Texas. Interesting. Um, to check it but, out. But uh, I'll uh, I'll have to send you uh, some cash to like pick up a pre-release kit for me. Uh, but yeah, so that's the new werewolf cycle. The another new mechanic we got is called Coven, and this is one of those where it's uh it's pertains to a condition that is met, and then it triggers in different ways. So this one is if you have three different creatures with different power or you have three different levels of power on your side of the battlefield. So if like, for example, we have Sigarda champion of light, which is one green two white for legendary creature, angel four, four at mythic with flying and trample flample as it's abbreviated. Uh, It gives humans you control plus one plus one. And then it has coven. Whenever Sigarda attacks, if you control three or more creatures with different powers, Look at the top five cards of your library. You may reveal a human creature card from among them. Put it into your hand. Put the rest of your bottom in a random order. Um, a little side thing. All right. This is a cool limited card. That's all I think it is, to be honest. Or, but, it's a uh, very powered down Winota. But anyways. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was another Coven card was in there that you're pretty hype about for limited, wasn't there? 
Yes, uh, that is Might of the Old Ways. So it's one and a green for an instant. Uh, target creature gets plus two, plus two until end of turn. But if you have Coven, or then if there are three or more creatures with different powers, draw a card. So I'm just throwing it out there. I think this card is going to be uh, a pretty high pick and limited. It's a combat trick that potentially draws a card that's like super, let's like almost everything you want out of a combat trick, right? So it protects your creature and it gives you card advantage. It's pretty sick, but... Mm. And if you like staple like cycling onto anything, it instantly makes that card probably limited playable. Yep, yep. And plus, this could still probably like all right, kill your opponent's creature, and then I also get to replace my card two for one that way. Card advantage. Yeah. So Kevin seems neat. Uh, I'm. I bet you I'll probably end up just being a more limited base mechanic uh, to make those games more interesting and involved. But who knows? It might be a thing that pops up in other formats. Um, another uh, new mechanic in this set is called Disturb. I wanted to do like Indestructible or like the Nine, you know, from the band Disturbed. Yes, but, um, I'm not well, gonna do that. Yeah, licensing. I'm not gonna. <laughs> I become Indestructible. Okay, that was embarrassing. But yeah, Disturbed uh, says that you may cast this card from your graveyard, transformed for its Disturb cost. I wait. I was just reading that off the card. Bait hook angler, which is one in a blue for a two one human peasant at common with disturb for one in a blue. So basically, if you cast it from your graveyard, you instead get hook haunt drifter, which is a flying spirit one two that if it would be put into your grave from anywhere, you exile it instead. So it's got the uh, it's like kind of like flashback for creatures almost or that style of thing, but it's tra- also has the transformed. I mean, magic just loves the back of cards. Cause we have MDFCs, which have been basically every set so far. We haven't actually seen it specifically in MDFC yet for this set, but they might have actually just taken this one off because they have the other two face cards for this one. So we might not get MDFCs, but they've been every other set since they've been revealed to the public. Um, so yeah, that's like disturb another way of casting things from your graveyard. That's never been broken. Has it Costa? No, not at all. <laughs> it's not. Also, it's not going to be confusing either. By the way, so you know when it dies, you know it's intuitive that you know the card flips back over because it does, right? So, <laughs> um, oh, like so, if like if you like ephemerate one of these like creatures, like, they come back on the front side. That's the idea. I mean, that's how I would think of it. But you know, this is going to be very interesting. So. Yeah, so Disturb, uh, we haven't seen anything too broken yet. There's like another white uncommon that can turn to like a six mana four four, but we will see. Uh, we already talked about flashback whenever we got those first initial spoilers, uh, but another new mechanic is Decayed, which so far we've seen on nothing but zombie tokens. And it says if uh, uh, the premium card that we've seen so far with this is Jadar, Ghoul Caller of Nephalia. One in a black for legendary creature Human Wizard 1-1. One, one. says at the beginning of your end step, if you control no creatures with Decayed, create a 2-2 black zombie creature token with Decayed. And Decayed means it can't block. And when it attacks, you sacrifice it at the end of combat. So, in terms of that mechanic, I find that pretty neat. It means it's probably more limited focus again. But, uh, if you give the ability to get value off these tokens even more so like an aristocrat style strategy it might be pretty good in a constructed format and i i'd be remiss if i didn't talk about this other one that i saw that i just now realized is not actually on my uh 
mythic spoiler page. Did you see this new blue uh, monastery mentor card, Costa? So I saw the new blue card. It was a mythic, but I didn't bother to click on it because it was in foreign language. But I'm, I'm pretty sure it's juicy if you're right. liking that. All right. Let me let me read it to you. I have the MTG Goldfish translation right here. It's called Stitcher of Dolls. Two and a blue for a 2-3 human wizard at mythic. Whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, create a 2-2 black zombie creature token with decayed. So it's got the uh, sort of shark typhoon, not really that, but the make it uh, pyromancer style ability, cast instant sorcery, get a creature. And it says at the beginning of your upkeep, if you control three or more creature tokens, you may transform Stitcher of Dolls, and it transforms into Doll Factory, which is an artifact. It says creature tokens you control lose all abilities, so they no longer have decayed, and they have base power and toughness 3-3. Three, three. And then at the beginning of your upkeep, you may transform Doll Factory. So it turns all your two twos because you don't have to attack with them. They can just sit on your board. Obviously, they can't block, so you're not really getting it. But if you build up a large enough army, then you flip this, and you now you have a bunch of three threes that can attack, block, etc. That sounds. I mean, I don't know how it's going to play out in constructive, but it actually sounds really sweet. Um, I even like the artwork on it. It's very. Uh, I don't know something about it. It screams in a stride. So, mm. so let's let's go back real quick. So. We've laid out the land here for the mechanics. First of all, for day and night, I, I know you. I, we we kind of touched on how complicated it is, but how do you think this plays out in paper versus arena? I feel like it's gonna be so much easier on arena because they're gonna track it for you, and I can see a lots of games like, oh wait, I cast this on its day side, but it's nighttime, mm-hmm. and or it's like someone's there's gonna be that uh, sort of Timmy situation where they're gonna go to like an afternoon pre-release. They're like, uh, uh-uh, uh, you can't flip it. it. The sun's still out. You can't flip your cards. The sun's still out. You can't do it. Like, have you heard that example of the kid who uh, went to a PTQ or something, and their uh, game reached time, and he's like, "You can't, you can't. I can't. I have platinum angel in play. <laughs> That's pretty good. I can't lose. I can't lose." And then the judges came over and like, well, "Some we're gonna have to disqualify you. That like, you can't do that. I have platinum angel in play." Um, that's pretty good i have never heard that but that's like next level judging there or at least from the kid <laughs> i'm pretty I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure that story is made up but uh I, it's a it's a very funny joke for anyone who gets magic the gathering but yeah uh day and night i that's the thing that could probably easily get screwed up in paper but arena is like hold your hand <laughs> yeah and that's where i'm a little worried about too um it's kind of funny because like we've gotten new players in the shop now and and i've kind of brought up arena and it's funny how they don't gravitate towards it as much so i think that just goes to show first of all that like paper magic is i think still very much wanted by people like arena provides the convenience to play at any point in time um and then obviously keeping track of certain things right it cuts that down but paper is the thing but with that being said um there are a few people that kind of play arena mostly i'm i would say i'm one of those in the sense that like I do my dailies all the time and I'm going to get pretty lazy about this. This is going to, this does concern me in the sense that again, we're adding like another board game piece to the table. And I love it by the way. Like I absolutely love this for, for commander uh, for any casual setting. But what we kind of found out, what was it a couple weeks ago when we started getting people back? I was real casual about the game setting and our, you know, the newcomers weren't right. They're like, you know, why are y'all talking during draft or whatever? And for me, it's just like, Oh, oops. Yeah. I'm kind of used to our group just kind of like 
BSing the whole time. So this is going to get complicated. I, 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 I must admit, but really cool. And I love the art they did on those tokens. So, um, okay. Let me ask you this then. So we have the day and night mechanic. The next one, coven. I don't think coven's going to be very good in limited, but I don't know if you disagree with that or not. I think because none of the cards seem like, all right, you have to have coven for this to actually, or we don't really have, we have like what, maybe like three cards, I think. Yeah. Like, or like 30 cards out of the entire set. So we don't even have that many cards, but like none, like there's like a five mana five, five that if you have coven, it gets trampled. It's still a five mana five, five. That's fine. Or there's the, uh, where's the other white card with coven? There's like the, the one mana, uh, one mana enchantment. That's right. Candle trap that you, it's a enchant creature and you give it defender. But if you have coven, then you can um, sacrifice it and exile that creature. But you can only do that if it has Coven. But you still have that kind of removalish spell for white. So I think Coven on its own, it's it's like kind of like I don't I don't want to use the term win more because I don't really think it's win more. But it's like just a little bit of more added value for limited whenever because like I said, I don't think this is gonna be constructed at all. But I want I want to say it's good or bad. It's just kind of there. I think that's a good point you brought up because it actually now that you say that it I didn't realize that but you're right the cards on the on the standalone are fine rates like a four mana Sagarda that buffs your humans it's a four four flying trample that's a good rate like you're not mad even at a mythic to get that and then the additional of like the pseudo Winota style is just you know icing on the cake if you will right and so I didn't think about it that way. And it reminds me a little bit of like how dungeons work, right? Like tacking on venture wasn't a backbreaking deal, but it got you closer to winning, you know, especially if you could repeatedly do it. Cause at first when I was looking at this, I'm like, I feel like that's just a hard thing to pull off. Like having three creatures alone would have been difficult, but now you're asking them to all have different power levels. Like that seems very hard to trigger, but that's a good point. You know what? Uh, looking at these cards, they, they do, sit well on their own so okay i'm still not high on coven but maybe the coven cards just aren't as bad as i was expecting them to be i'll say uh for your old might of the old ways uh if you don't have coven i wouldn't be really a fan of that card that card can't cycle then i'm like "Eh." yeah and i agree with that i just think that you want like i think the biggest thing that separates like the good drafters from the better drafters is this card is not going to be a secret anymore in the sense that, okay, someone's going to have this combat trick because they're going to try to get the draw card. And if you're able to do that often, then it's amazing. Right. So, and this might even trigger coven because like, let's say you have like two, three powered creatures and a two, two, well then you just turn one of them to a five power and you get to cycle it. But I like it because again, it can, can trip. So you know, it's not the secret's going to be out on that card. I feel like really quickly, um, but it's still going to have. I think it's going to be a great card, a, a great performer in draft. Mm. So, um, what was the next one you talked about? It was uh, disturb, disturb. Yes, disturb. So I like what you said. Uh, it, it is very much like flashback for creatures. It's really cool. Um, that's really all I can say about it. I mean, it's just giving you extra value. I don't think there's. Uh, anything else to say that can be said like flashback is a great mechanic because it takes regular cards and gives them another chance to perform and the same thing for there. So I think 
high high picks and draft. Yeah. Anything that can give you like kind of level of like incremental advantage. Like we you always harped on in Strixhaven that like you gotta get your learning lessons. That's how you're gonna win games of limited in this format. Right. Um emphasizing those ways you can do that with venture in AFR, right? You gotta be able to do that. Uh I feel like disturb it remains to be seen, like we've only seen a couple cards. Uh but having those cards that or basically kind of like we always complain about like the Eldrian adventures that are basically kind of like two cards. It's like you play this two, two mana, two, one, and you like trade with it. And then you're like, all right, now I'm going to disturb it back. And now I have another creature like that kind of, that's why I think disturb is probably going to be the most potent mechanic and limited out of what we've seen so far. The only thing that, that this kind of drawing or the red flag is kind of going up. So you mentioned, right. The coven cards are fine on their own, right. Without the mm-hmm. coven part. But the disturb cards I'm seeing, they're not that great. So for an uncommon, we get a two mana zero four, and you have to pay six mana to make it a four four flyer. Like, okay. And then for the bath hook angler, it's a two one, and then it turns into a one two flyer. Like, how great are these cards? So maybe the saving grace, because the the one problem about having cards that can do everything right is the those cards end up just outpacing everything else so maybe as far as the balance goes they've done a good job there i'm just hoping to see like a couple of cards like like obviously like a rare mythic disturb card with you know a great rate at both ends of the stick right um so hopefully that those are going to be the outperformers of the set but yeah it's kind of funny when you brought that up i was like yeah let me look at this oh yeah these cards i don't want a zero four in my deck so <laughs> Yeah, you make good points. I was thinking more like the like the nature of the mechanic versus the cards that we've seen so far, like in a vacuum. Like obviously, two mana 04 sucks. You never run that. No, for uh, sure. Mm-hmm. Although I've run a bunch of one mana 04s in my day. Um, if there's also, I wonder if like there's a way like we've seen like the consider like a way to just like put these cards into your graveyard. Because I'm, I'd be down to run a six mana four four flying vigilance. Yes, that's true. Yeah, and and Innistrad does do at least in the past they've done a lot of you know milling yourself or whatever. Yeah. I was just saying that like at the uncommon slot for them to show mm-hmm. us an uncommon like this and the common kind of maybe gives us an yeah. indication of where they're of what the parallel is going to be. But it remains to be seen, mm-hmm. right? And then finally, um, you talked about uh, decay. I think it's a really good fixed mechanic, actually. I like that it kind of... It, so Vrondis, I don't know what came first, Vrondis or Decay, but um, it reminds me so much of Vrondis, and I think it's a good way to give you great advantage, uh, but not have those creatures just... Or not have that ability just overperform and overtake a game. Like There is a cost to getting free zombies, um, and that's that if they connect in any way, they die. So... Um, I, I or actually it just says if it attacks sacrifice it in a combat so they don't have to even connect just attacking causes them to die right so yeah. um what do you think you think that this will be a, a name stay i think commander obviously we, we got a preview of a commander card but uh i think commander this is gonna be pretty cool yeah anything that because like anything that's like sacrifice fodder that's what i think about whenever i see like all these zombies like the the blue one that just poops out two twos every time you cast like any, with the like the pyromancer style effect is like okay the this two mana like rare that makes it on your end step if you don't have one the kind of like ophiomancer yeah, yeah that's not the kind it's like all right that's kind of fair i don't know how strong that'll actually be in a uh constructed maybe if there's like that 
oh that's that'd be bad though i was thinking about that zombie uh aggro deck i was trying to push on you a few weeks ago but that seems not very good now that i think about it a bit more but uh oh and it's legendary yeah it's legendary yeah i mean it's it's very it's very tamed very powered down but i like that hopefully the other things that fit with this like you said i didn't even think about sacrifice fodder but you're exactly right like there might be some other value from your zombies besides just having them attack right so plum the forbidden let's go yes hey bring back oh. the past oh I was, I was i wanted to look at this stupid blue one see if it, had, it was like magecraft like that kind of uh structure bits just cast not copy darn Dang. it oh well imagine that it's like because you because then you have two of those with uh that one and uh sedgemore witch those style pyromancer effects in standard but yeah those are dope uh speaking of dope oh i closed the wrong tab whoops no uh, <laughs> uh such a long time to type back in mythic spoiler but uh speaking of dope we got new lands we sure and, did. All right. Uh, so we have the allied cycle for a new cycle of dual lands. We had talked about, uh, all right, what do you think we're going to finish a cycle? Are we going to get um, reprints of an old one? Uh, we got a whole new one. And these are the allied colors. So if you look on the back of a magic card, it's like you see the five pips. It's the pairs that are the two adjacent colors and not the ones across. So we got green, white, blue, white, black, blue, red, black, and red, green. These are lands that do not have the basic land types. They're just lands. They enter the battlefield tapped unless you control two or more other lands. So they are the reverse of the fast lands that enter uh, untapped unless you do that. So some smart man told me, should we call them slow lands? But I think which I was like, obviously, but I was just pointing out that they're the reverse of those lands. But uh, I think these are sick. Uh, I guess I should say their names. The green-white ones, Overgrown Farmland. The blue-white ones, Deserted Beach. The blue-black one is Shipwreck Marsh. Black-red is Haunted Ridge. And the green-red one is Rockfall Vale. I think these are absolutely sick. Uh, I want to play out my reasoning real fast. I feel like these are only really kind of bad on turn two. Because any like multicolor deck, if you have to play a tap land on turn one, it's fine. Because oftentimes you don't have that high saturation of one drops. Then turn two, it's like, okay. But then after turn three, Bob's your uncle. They all come in untapped and you never have to worry about it again or meeting any sort of specific condition. So I think these are super sick. Uh, one thing a lot of people complain about in uh, the Saturn 2022 queue is that with just the snarls and uh, the uh, pathways that Beyond two colors, your mana is not very good. I think these are quite nice. And uh, I hope to scoop at least, a, uh, I would say a place up. I just want like one of each for like EDH reasons. Yeah, I think uh, these are going to replace. I know I had made snarls as a, a pick, but these will replace the snarls. I agree with you. In fact, I didn't. Sell, sell, sell. Yeah, sell, sell. Well, you know, luckily it was a, it was a low end risk there, but. Yeah. No, I I agree. I actually didn't even think about that, but you're right. Yeah, turn one, you're almost always playing a tap land. Turn two, I mean that sucks, but hopefully you're not trying to rick roll a, a one. Or you just two. have a basic. Yeah, yeah, right. Or you just have a basic, and then yeah, the rest of the game on forward, they are they come in on tap. So, um, yeah, these look these look great. I think these are. I don't think they're going to always come in this version that we're looking at. I think these are the the 
full showcase? art. Yeah, like like the showcase full art or whatever. Uh, but I do love I'll do love this this alternate extended art. These look great. So um, I've had they almost look fake. I don't know if you watch on Instagram or go through Instagram. Sometimes you'll see like people's altars of cards or cards that they make or whatever. It looks like that, but they look really good. So yeah, um, I'm pretty happy with this. You know, the thing that I had mentioned in the group was, I think this reminds me of the Zendikar lands, but again, as you pointed out, this is just much different, you know, not having that restriction of having to have basic lands in first, uh, really opens the door for these lands. Um, and what Shaver had said too is actually a very fair point. It does slow down the game a little bit. I don't know if I agree that aggro is not going to be a thing, but the fact that this doesn't help aggro means that we might have some slower games that, you know, see mid range, maybe come back into standard, which I've kind of missed. I mean, yes, we have mid range and standard, but I think the, at least from what I can remember, cause I haven't been playing the standard cues, but like, it's been like combo, like, you know, like get to your emergent ultimatum stuff. And I'm really tired of that crap. So hopefully this is a different kind of magic we'll be playing. The main aggro decks are like mono green stompy and mono white. So like these obviously don't help that. Obviously they might help them splash it, but I don't think in terms of if you're just like splashing something into like one of those style aggressive decks, I don't think these actually help you any more than like a pathway. Yeah. Pathway maybe the- even, or maybe even a snarl and in, in, in such a way that it may, suddenly makes that viable. Uh, so I don't really know how much these would actually help aggro, but these are sweet. Uh, I want to actually pick your brain a little bit because these look like the kind of like lands that I could look up and want to pick up and like, Oh, that's an eight to $10 land. Obviously like some of them are, well, because of the co- nature of the color pairs will be more expensive than others. But what do you think about these in terms of like uh, pricing down the line or, now or whenever so that's a great that's a great point i actually think these are really good pickups for the long run again they're probably going to have i don't know what the pre-release prices are because they just showed them so i'd imagine they have high pre-release sales they're probably going to plummet with release Uh, that's kind of been the trend new trend now for product openings and whatnot um since i see them being big players in standard um you know if we are back to full capacity people are back in chairs playing magic uh i wouldn't expect these to be very cheap in fact like triumphs are a great example of a card that honestly like what are they at like 15 bucks a piece on average right now um they probably would have been that from the get because uh people would have been playing in person but since they weren't it was just the like the commander community picking them up so i think these are great pickup in the long run like you said what does commander casual commander want to do play the long game this is exactly what it wants to do so uh great pickups for investment your land investments if you will uh and then one more thing excluding like og duels and i'll even add in rav duels just because they're like fetchable where do you think these rank among those non other than those two cycles of dual lands i think these are going to actually be pretty high i think these are uh kind of game changing um they might even look at this mechanic and say okay this was a little more powerful than we intended it to be and so uh yeah i i think let's see so you said besides fetches dual lands and well i didn't include fetches i just said Mm -hmm. rav duels or og duels rav duels or og duels yeah so this will fall just under the battle bond 
uh, lands, both the allied and the enemies. I think it's just under that because those come in untapped in their lands. This is going to be like the next step from that. I wasn't actually thinking of those either. <laughs> I was like, I mean, like, like if you compare them to like the fast lands, the Zendikar ones, like you mentioned, that uh, if you have like two or more uh, basic lands, then there's like the check lands, the pain yeah, lands. That's what I mean. It's going to be above all of those. So now going in that order, it goes like however you want to do duels, fetches, battle ball lands, and then these are the fourth there. Uh, it, they kind of slot in with the triumphs. Uh, sorry, sorry, Rav, and then and then those, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, the, but these are basically my point is they're in the top five to six consideration, and I think they're going to be mainstays in the commander format for sure. Uh, thank you for making me feel better about myself because I actually thought that these are better than those other land cycles too. Because I was there, the more I thought about, I actually thought about that when I was at the gym. They're like really only bad on turn two. No, you're right. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. So that was a that's really good for you to point that out. And what are the odds you just don't have some other land to play on turn two? Then if you if you don't, then uh, we need to make an episode about mulliganing correctly so that you can listen to that and do that better. But I don't I think, know how to do that. So <laughs> I feel like I've gotten better about it, but then I've also lost a bunch of games. So who knows? Uh, I think that'll do it for this little Innistrad chat. Do you want to get into the rest of this magic showcase and tell the audience about how hype it is? I think I'm ready for it. Yeah, I'm, I know I'm going to be more hyped than you, that's for sure. <laughs> At least for some of this stuff. All right, so we already talked about Innistrad Midnight Hunt. Uh, we'll let the audience delineate how hype we are out of 10 on that. Uh, let us know on Twitter, or Facebook, or in the comments of this very podcast wherever you're listening to it. So the next thing they talked about was Innistrad Crimson Vow, which uh, d- I watched a bunch of those uh, lore videos, which apparently is going to be about the wedding of Sauron and oh, I already forgot her name. Olivia Voldoran. Lo- yeah, yep. it's going to be about their wedding. Uh, they actually don't offer much other than that. So this little piece of art, how hype are you? I mean, I'm just this little piece of art. I'm super hype. But wait a minute. It's Sauron. I, th- I thought it was Edgar. That was getting so it's not the dad, it is Soren getting married, yeah. Because all right, I all this knowledge I took, I think it was like a TCG player video or Ether Hub or something, I don't know, but it's like Soren because he done got his butt whooped by uh, what's her name from Zendikar Nahiri. Uh, he needed to make an army, but she killed all his uh family, so he's like, All right, uh, will you help me out? and she's like. Okay, but then then it became this whole big deal, and then eventually she was like, "All right, I'm I'm the boss now." She she did the Tom Hanks in that one dude meme. It's like, "Look at me, look at me, I'm the captain now." So and so now I think they're getting married to like solidify or something. If I watch the lore video correctly, hmm, interesting. But yes, I am extremely hype. I love vampires. Uh, Josh, uh, he could tell you we should we'll probably get him on next time again because. Uh, those guys also live in Estrad, but they hated me so much. I have a, a casual vampire deck. And so I just love vampires. Um, I love werewolves too, but uh, you know, being a magic player, I think, you know, part of that is always being ready for the next set and always trying to fit in that nostalgia. So, you know, here we are, but. So if you had to put uh how many uh, blood sucking vampires out of 10, would you say would, 
measure your hype levels? Uh, let's see. Out of out of ten of them, and ten each blood sucking vampire being a good thing, I'm probably like at ten vampires out of ten. There, you are right. You are more hyped than I am. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm. I mean, I'm jazzed about this new set. I can't say I'm super jazzed about uh, Crimson Vow, but that lore video, I like the lore. I like the story. I like it's like video games. I like story. But yeah. Who who do you watch? Is it Cybin Lore or whatever his name is now? The the Aether Hub thing or now? I I don't know his name. There's that. There was that. I watched a few with that bald guy with the mustache no okay uh, it's different you you would know aether hub because like literally like their picture their thing is like of the aether hub land or whatever so i thought okay but this other video i watched it was different and it was also super long uh because there's the whole history of the plane but here let's move on and the next thing that they announced were these pioneer challenger decks which were azorius spirits orzov auras mono red burn and lotus field combo um were you hyped for this news at all? Woo! What? Not even a blood sucking vampire. <laughs> <laughs> I, I th- like. I think the reason why I'm not hyped for it is they did such a terrible job of moving Pioneer into a position that can be um, played. Right? Like they, you know, we thought we were going to get in an arena, and that's been canned. And so here we are getting challenger decks when they haven't even made it a thing anywhere else right and so i think this is just a really poor decision my guess is that this was something already in the pipeline and they already had a contract made for these decks and so here it is coming down the tube and so if it generates hype great if not whatever they had already counted their losses on this um but yeah, it just it, it, I'm it's really a shame because I would have liked Pioneer to have been a great thing, and it just you know they haven't done anything with it. So I agree. I'm a arena limited and commander player, so this product is not for me. So my hype is very restrained for this product. Next up, speaking of commander, we had the commander collection black. Uh, let me go click here so I can just read off the cards again for everybody. They were ghoul color Gisa. Hey, Innistrad. Then we have Ophiomancer, Phyrexian Arena, Reanimate, Toxic Deluge, Sol Ring, Command Tower, Liliana, Heretical Healer. So I think it's definitely not Commander Green. Um, they did such a good job in picking those cards uh, obviously the main thing was the value right i mean you had sylvan library at like 50 dollars. you had amanath um locus of mana at 30 dollars, right um you had worldly tutor you know 20 to 30 dollars. so the value was there but they also hit the point of those exemplify what green is and people really want those cards like they want to play with those cards they need these cards whatever i mean right off the bat as your i mean i don't know which one is really the premier card in here but let's just think liliana is the first one that i see on um mythic spoiler so liliana like how many decks are running that card in commander how many decks want to run that card in commander i just don't think it was a great card uh, to highlight at the mythic slot. I mean, we could have done 
I mean, honestly, you could have made what's the one that uh, Erebos, Dictative Erebos. You could have made that the mythic, and a lot of people probably would have been happier with that card because that card is used like abundantly in Commander. So I just think the card selection was pretty was pretty meek here. Um, I mean, Phyrexian Arena is probably the best card out of all of this, and even then. Uh, it's going to saturate the market and I don't think it's going to hold its value reanimate. I mean, we have tons and tons of copies of reanimate over the past like year and a half to two years, toxic deluge. You can make an argument for being a great card um, that was needed to reprint again, even though we just got it printed in, in double masters, but again, just not something to be excited about and Google caller Gisela. I don't remember if it was in jumpstart or not, but either way, just another card that's just kind of like, man, uh, the one thing I will say that they hit a home run with that soul ring and command tower are beautiful. Like that soul ring is a black soul ring for sure. Like they did a great job with the art. Um, but yeah, I think the cards were just kind of meh. So what about you? How'd you like this stuff? Uh, so I said a lot like you, it doesn't seem to be a lot of the, uh, value that there was in the commander collection green and so i said if they offer this at the same price this is no hype um because i my original thought was toxic deluge is probably the best card in here uh i feel like there's an argument for forex and arena being kind of overrated it is um, it is uh like you said that's that's probably the most badass solar ring i've ever seen in my life uh command tower looks super dope too liliana really isn't a commander card i agree I don't really know if Ophiomancer doesn't really look like a commander. I guess it's each upkeep, but it, um, it's because it's beca- like I don't know how quick this came down the pipeline, but it is like a twenty-five dollar card now, and so and it's funny enough it was only printed in a commander deck, and so I'm pretty sure that was their reasoning for it. But yeah, yeah. So like in terms of like that v- value, um, if it's priced the same as Commander Green, I'm saying all right, no hype. If it's like forty dollars instead of like 60 or whatever that one is then maybe I, I i still wouldn't get it probably but be i'd be more hype for my friends who want to get it why don't they just put demonic tutor um demonic tutor i can understand because they that card does sell packs and they've they've put it in what do we so we got it in strixhaven what was the thing before i feel like we just got in something else i could be wrong wasn't, but- a, wasn't it a master set it's either masters uh, or I know we got a mystery booster. Um, so there was that. Uh, I didn't even think about the price. I'm glad you said that. Oh my God. If it's anything where near the price of the original, cause like the original ones were like 70 bucks, right. For like the non foil versions. Yeah. If this is anywhere near that price, stay away. Like this is not worth it. Uh, it doesn't even matter if only two people buy it and it retains its value. Like the cards in here just are generally not worth it. Um, Oh man, yeah, forty bucks would even be a stretch. But uh, I, I mean, I wouldn't pick it up at forty bucks because I don't need any of these cards, um, which is kind of like the sad reality of this. And it also makes me wonder going forward because that's I think that's what kind of killed the Planeswalker uh, ones that they were doing before. You know, like with Jace and Chandra and stuff. I think they need to continue to do this. I think they just need to stop being so stingy sometimes with what they're going to put in these these like it's always like they make the first set of something or like the first iteration and then the next one that precedes it is uh uh, yeah just just what is why why this trash right so i don't know 
the just uh the last printing of demonic tutor excluding mystical archive and strict saving was ultimate masters did ultimate masters come after mystery booster it was before ultimate masters before i came started playing magic yeah so mystery booster i guess i wouldn't show that but mystery booster was the other spot i believe Um, it came i believe it came in yeah i'm pretty sure it did because i remember yeah i'll find out why you're why you're moving on but anyways yeah so that will conclude our low levels of hype for commander collection black uh I believe we did actually did our first recording with Jason. We mentioned, or was it like our third recording with, or our second recording with Jason rather, uh, what we would do for these other colors. And uh, I still, I don't remember what we said, but I'm pretty sure we would have picked better collections than this one. Uh, so the next thing they talk about was the Innistrad double feature, which is going to be a draft set that combines select cards from the sets Innistrad Midnight Hunt and Crimson Val. So, uh, them saying select cards means it won't be all the cards just smushed together, but it's going to be more curated than that using cards from both sets to create an individual draft experience. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and assume, even though they say don't assume because you make an ass of you and me, but to hell with it, uh, that Coast is pretty hyped for this considering his fandom of werewolves and vampires. Um, I kind of like they said it's going to be a fan favorite setting with its own limited environment in theatrical style because it's kind of the, they have the box and it's kind of a black and white kind of silvery looks. The packs look super dope. If that's how the packs look. Oh yeah. They say, I didn't realize it. Oh, that. Yeah. This box looks sweet. I like the way they did like the double feature. Like it's kind of coming out kind of like the star Wars crawl kind of. Yeah. Like these. Well, also it just looks like, like old school movie night or, you know, like back in like the forties and fifties, whatever, when like Wolfman came out. So <laughs> my, my original, my, uh, immediate thought after you said that was that scene from Sandlot. Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking too. <laughs> and then freaking, uh, uh, what's the, the beast just like bust through the yeah. show. Yeah. Yeah. So yes, you're, you're correct. My hype is very high on this. I love the, I love what they're doing with this. I think I'm only at a nine blood sucking vampires out of 10 here is only because I need to see the product. So here's the thing. We're going to get a and B right. Werewolves and vampires, and then they're going to bring this out. So if it doesn't offer too much of a difference, um, as far as like draftability, and then specialty meaning like, and I know they're going to have like special treated cards and this and that, but if it doesn't feel any different, then it's going to lower that. But that doesn't change the fact that it's another draft format, even if it's just the, the same cards we just got. So it's still very high overall. And like you said, just big fan of the artwork here. They did a great job there. I'll say I'm at like a five for the same reasons. I want to see what midnight hunt and crimson vow is like before I judge this, which is just an amalgam the Dragon Ball Z fusion dance of those two sets put together. But that brings us to the 2022 schedule for uh, releases, including the four standard legal sets, which the first up is Kamigawa Neon Destiny, which is a future setting on the plane of Kamigawa featuring, you guessed it, Neon Aesthetics. Uh, Kosa, did you play during like OG Kamigawa? 
so I was into magic. Like I had started before that because I came in on Mirrodin, but I did not play any of the Kamigawa. So my hype factor is like, I guess in the middle out of five only because I'm not going to pretend like, Oh yeah, I love Kamigawa. Like I know everything about it. Like my favorite cards from that set is like, sensei's divining top and gta because of cube draft so <laughs> beyond and even then like i don't even get to play gta anymore because it's just that broken uh for those of y'all that have played cube or legacy like it's a it's a very powerful card but this is awesome nonetheless like i love i don't know i love this japanese theme stuff uh you know japan is one of the countries i want to visit so Granted, they're going to have a lot of, you know, some people might say distasteful iterations of what Japanese artwork is or whatever, but I think it's really cool. Like, I think it's going to be great. Um, uh, I think making it a cyberpunk theme is a little dated. Uh, the one thing that Ma- that Wizards continues to do time and time again is they are behind, like, their sets come out after the trend is gone. So, like, all this hype about cyberpunk 2021 or whatever it was just dead in the water right because it ended up being a really crappy game because for whatever reason right but here we are producing it in a magic set so whatever i mean it's still going to be pretty cool um i i hope i think the thing that i want to want them to tie up is the storyline like i don't know much about the kamagawa storyline but i hope they do a good job here of kind of wrapping things up in that sense so you don't think we're going to be getting uh, Sensei's Divining Top and GTA reprints in this set? If we do, um, which do we even talk about the the box toppers for the other ones? The, I think they have box toppers for the Innistrad stuff now. I hadn't seen those. So supposedly now I could have just heard this wrong or whatever. I think there are supposed to be box toppers in those sets. And if they are, then let me backtrack real quick. I think Liliana, Snapcaster are going to have like og either og forms or new alternate forms that are really cool so if they do the same thing in kamagawa and have like these really cool like throwback pieces to like like a, like how cool would it be to see like a, a sensei's divining top like in the neon colors with like you know i don't know some kind of like ravey style thing like that would be so sick i think color scheme wise so that's what i would look forward to yeah i'd say i'm medium hype again probably like five uh cyberpunk samurais at a uh 11 uh I, it looks cool it makes me think of pacific rim when i look at the art that they show mm-hmm. yeah i can see that but yeah so i'd say i'm medium hype on it now the next one which is streets of new capina i think i'm saying that right i still don't know is a demon mafia-esque uh plane which is actually it's a city i never know if it's like a place within a uh, plane or it's a because this says it's a city with special significance to elspeth yeah it's kind of it's kind of hard to say because it could be like uh a city in ravnica or it could be a you know part in dominaria because that was so huge so by the way i've heard it called capenna you know another way you can say it though Cape Nuh. <laughs> Cape Nuh. Okay, no. uh, but either way, it's a city built by angels, but now run by three color demon crime families. So I don't know if this is going to be wedges or shards, but 
my hype. I, I like the flavor of this one a lot more than the previous one. I feel like there's a lot more character to it. Uh, they have the the promo art of a. Uh, I I think I mentioned this on the sideboard special. It looks like it's like a demon with like a wearing the suit that Noctis wears at the end of Final Fantasy 15. And I love Final Fantasy 15, so that might get me a little bit more hype about it just because it vaguely resembles that. But uh, I like I like that kind of because it's almost like they're not taking it seriously, but they also it's still kind of because it's not unset, it's still magic. But they're having fun with it is what it seems like to me. And so that's why I'd say I'm up to uh, seven Final Fantasy 15s out of no, wait, we'll call it uh, 11 Final Fantasy 15s out of 15. I'm at like, I think I'm like at seven gangsters too. The the thing that I heard about this or the kind of the rumor uh, street, whatever you want to call it, rumor mill. So I think are shards the other part of the triomes that we don't have? Uh, I don't try. I'm looking at the back of a magic card. So I think those are wedges, right? Those are wedges for triomes. Yeah, I think the triomes are. Yeah, wait, no, or because. Are they the enemy colors? So we have like the Jeskai ones. We have the ones where they're not all together. Mm-hmm. So I think those are shards. And then mm-hmm. the three next to each other are wedges. Something like that. Whatever it is. The point I'm trying to make here is that the, we suppose the, the theory is that we might be getting the completion of the triumphs, which if that's the case, then my hype went from seven to f- full 10 just on the lands alone, because, Oh my God. Triumphs are like one of the greatest things they've created in a while. And, like I just love fetching those and then being able to discard them. Like they're just, they're so good for commander. So um, as far as the theme, like Omnixilis, right. is supposed to be like a big character here. And you even said that um, uh, Elspeth, it's precious to her or whatever. Um, this is going to be interesting to see what they do with it. Uh, I've also heard things about like, is this where they're going to introduce guns to the multiverse or whatever <laughs> that would kind of d- deter, I think a little bit as far as like what magic feels like, but that doesn't mean that they can't do it tastefully. Like if we're talking about like old school guns, like Tommy guns or MP forties or whatever, I can get down with that. If we're talking about like a, you know, brand new, I don't know, like AK or M four or, you know, sniper rifle, whatever, then nah, this thing mm. gonna work. So I didn't think about that. The fact that this is a three color set and it'll be exactly two years after they put the, uh, Acoria mm. triomes out. So it seems like a perfect time for them to release the other set of triomes. Didn't think about, I'll raise my hype up a little bit more for that for streets of new penna. What comes out second quarter of 2022. Now is where I get hype. So the next set is Dominaria United. And so this is, we're going back to Dominaria for the fall set of 2022. Uh, interesting that they don't mention a summer set, which means it's probably not going to be one because uh, of, wait, does this mean they're just going, ooh, interesting. Um, because, or is Dominaria going to be the summer? I didn't think about this whenever I did that original recording. And after having that our little conversation about rotation in our own personal discord earlier today, I'm kind of thinking about that now because there's no um, like middle M23, would it be? Or or D&D part two, <laughs> whatever yeah. they're going to throw in there. Yeah. Uh, so, oh, good. I would say so maybe they're just uh, the, the five sets now are just all right. We're doing our final like 
core set or whatever as this Dungeons and Dragons thing. And then going forward, that little slot for the set is going to be going away. So that's interesting. But now we have, we're going back to Dominaria. And so whenever I really got into magic uh, was whenever I got into the closed beta on MTG Arena and the set that just came out that had everyone all hype was Dominaria. So I have about three years of nostalgia for this. Uh, by the time it comes out, it'll be over four years of nostalgia for it. This is coming out roughly probably a year from this time. So, yeah, I'm I'm high hype about this. That's kind of cool, actually. You're you're a new boomer. Like, I guess it's like the best <laughs> way to describe you, right? Like boomer magic players. Like, obviously, all they know is Dominaria, and then somehow they quit magic all in between, and then you know now just complain about everything. Actually, that makes a lot of sense. You complain a lot about magic stuff that comes out, so like it totally makes sense that you're a Dominaria boomer, I guess. So, but before I give my hype on this one, we can't talk about this one without talking about Q4's announcement. Why don't you go ahead and tell them what Q4 is, since we're on the same thing? So the next set, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the next set. All right, yeah. So the next set which you would already know if you listen to that sideboard special recorded by yours truly, uh, however long ago it was, is the brothers war, which is a set that's going to be focused on the feud between Urza and Mishra as they abrupt into all out war on the plane of Dominaria, which will affect not just that plane, but the multiverse itself. And there's going to be artifacts, giant mechs and beyond, as they say, give me all the giant mechs. Let's go Pacific rim magic style although i complain a lot about the stuff that doesn't really feel like magic and now i say that in pacific rim that's not ah screw it let's go yeah but the thing is like the fact that this is old magic it it, it's fine like uh, you know it's your gear hulks yeah there you go gear hulks there you go there you go uh my hype is like nine brothers out of ten here or let's see it'd be like five Phyrexians and four brothers, something like that. However, we're going to figure out how the hype level is. Basically, I'm pretty hyped for this. It's not a full 10 because, again, I didn't start an original magic way back when, but I really love Dominaria, and again, like you, I love lore, so I would love to see how this played out in the beginning. I'd like to see where Dominaria is now, so uh, this was pretty awesome. I'm looking forward to you know, kind of figuring out what happened, you know, after we left Dominaria. Cause I think the last thing I remember is like, basically Lily killed a demon and the weather light. Bells unlock. Yeah. Bells unlock and the weather lights alive, I guess something, I don't know. Like they didn't even do a good, that's the thing. They don't do a good job with like the lore anymore. So like when I have time, I'll watch the videos and stuff or whatever. But um, either way, I'm excited to see some of this stuff. I really want, I'm ready for the next, like, uh, marvel universe equivalent right which is like phyrexians like i really want to see like what mirrodin's doing next hopefully it's like from this to mirrodin um or you know because we got a little teaser with vorinclex on coldheim uh so i don't know if we'll get anything here teased from phyrexia but that'd be sweet Uh, you mean like the build-up to like war of the spark yeah correct yeah yeah the next where we go into the eternals galactus stuff now in marvel so whatever that equivalent is uh, the Fre- the return of the Fre- I have no idea about the lore other than like the, the I watched those videos on the War of the Spark thing, 
because I, I loved War of the Spark Draft. So I actually watched a bunch of those like lore videos to explain all that. And then the Innistrad ones I watched earlier this week. But yeah, I'm super hype. Um, 10 Slim Votas for both of these. Uh, they're t- going to be tied for my most hype product coming out next year. Actually, no, that's not true. There's going to be a three-way tie. Um, so the Dominara United, I wonder how they're going to differentiate Dominara United without just making it feel like a prequel version of the Brothers War. Obviously, there's going to be a lot more artifact stuff going on in Brothers War. But... Yeah, I think I think that's exactly it. I think you just touched on it. Like Dominaria United will feel like Dominaria of the whatever your Dominaria version, right? Where it's like more focused on the legends, what's going on then. Brothers War is gonna be like machines, like artifact. And maybe that's like their artifact set for the next couple of years. Like maybe we don't go back to Phyrexia for a while, whatever, but just looking at the artwork that they have for it. Uh, first of all, it's super sweet. Like, uh, I don't know. This gets me kind of tingly all inside, like seeing like Urza walk down the lane as he's looking at his artifacts, like getting ready for war. Um, like that's going to be epic. Honestly, like this is going to be so cool. Or if it's going to be like pseudo Kaladesh almost. Yeah, I could see that. Kaladesh. With a Dominaria paint job over the top of it. Yeah, yeah. that's I could see that. All right. So we're super hyped for these. Uh, the next up, we have Unfinity, which is the next unset. So the last proper unset we got was Unstable. We had the, what was it called? Unsomething? But it's like its own like, kind of like board game. Unstable, I think. No, that was the last set. What was that product that came out last year? Oh, un, whatever. Unsanctioned. And, Unsanctioned, there you go. Which is like it's own like sort of like contained board game style of thing. Now we have Unfinity, which is going to be a full unset brought to you by Mark Rosewater. He always leads these sets. And th- this one's going to have a sci-fi sort of setting. So that's kind of exciting. But also that they said there's going to be beautiful science fiction themed full art basic lands. Always a highlight of the unset or the sweet new basics that we get from them. And mm. then it also says and Shocklands. So we're getting Ravduels up in here. I wonder if they're going to do it. So whenever uh, a thing we'll get to later happened, you sent a fake thing to our group chat that me, along with a few others, all believed was real. I wonder if they, which was basically, uh, spoiler alert, they were uh, Fortnite um uh, OG duels, <laughs> duels, yeah. Uh, uh, but um, but they were t- but they were fake. But they were templated like the the Godzilla cards from Arcoria. So they had like their Fortnite name on top, and then they had the proper name of the card underneath. So mm. I wonder if they'll template these Shocklands like that. We'll give them some really funny like a name on the top, and then they'll have like, all right, this is actually breeding pool. That would be terrific. That would be terrific because. I think what that would do is for people who like collecting and having that wonky stuff in there, this is a cool way to alternate those cards, right? And be fun with it. But the people that play it like in um, like competitive, you know, settings or whatever and want just regular non-touch, like this isn't a product for them. And that's really kind of the cool part about this is like the unsets, and and we'll get onto it as we as we dig a little deeper here. But th- the unsets aren't meant for everybody. Like not everyone's going to appreciate 
this style of creativity within the multiverse. Now, the caveat to this is people don't get as ex- uh, as upset about this because it's kind of understood that hey, this is a crazy wonky thing and it's it's magic, but it's not magic, right? Like this is just like a, a play on on our game in general. So. I'm excited for that. That'd actually be really cool if they did that. Uh, actually, that gets me a little more hyped, even though it's an unset set. And the only thing I would be digging for is lands here, but that's pretty cool. And I actually like the art on this. Like I was trying to think about it, like space conceptually, like, can you make this fit into magic? And the way they did it here is really cool. It's like space science. It's like four basically from Marvel, right? Like in that, and it, 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 not, not in that same story, color scheme or style but just kind of like how thor's magic fits into science you know what i mean you see that picture of a johnny in the background yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that dude's been hitting the kitty litter a little too hard uh yeah uh, speaking of people who unsets probably aren't for I'll, I'll raise my hand does not seem like the kind of like play experience i want to do but if everything looks cool, I'll give it a shot. Especially if we get sweet lands and duels. Yeah, we gotta see what the lands. Yeah, we gotta see what the lands look like for me to be ultra hype about this. But uh, now that you put that in my head, I, I can see myself liking this a little bit more. Infinity coming second quarter twenty twenty two with a moderate amount of hype. Uh, but yeah, the next one, um, a lot more hype for. So probably my my favorite Magic product last year was commander legends me along with a boatload of other people uh, i found limited commander to be super dope and fun we had our special league i enjoyed that greatly oh yeah uh, that's fun and now we have the sequel to commander legends which is dungeons and dragons battle for Baldur's gate commander legends and I'm just going to go ahead and read this real fast. It says, with the debut of Dungeons and Dragons Adventures in the Forgotten Realms, brought a mix of magic and D&D to life in amazing ways. With many more stories and characters from the Forgotten Realms to share, focusing on the city of Baldur's Gate and building on the Commander First gameplay of 2019's Commander Legends, our return to Commander Draft with Commander Legends Battle at Baldur's Gate brings in iconic characters, new mechanics, more flavorful spells from D&D, plus Commander Legends-style foil-etched legendary creatures, High five Costa and all packed into an even greater social experience comes out second quarter, 2022. That's going to be a busy second quarter for getting, no. we're getting this mafia set. We're going to be getting infinity. We're going to be in commander. Leggins part two. Um, yeah, I'm super high for this. Uh, I loved commander legends. I loved AFR. Um, it's like a match ma- made in heaven, right? Like- ma- match those together. Uh, instant, instant, maximum hype, maximum hype, super hype. Uh, this is 10 I- halflings out of 10 halflings for sure. Also, because we've been doing this uh, popper EDH with, uh, but we put where the commander still has to be a legendary creature. So we, and we only use uncommon legends. Uh, we're probably going to be getting a bunch more of, those in this set because that's how you make this uh limited format work and so that's even more hype yeah this is this is awesome um just to expand on that like uh, again i love commander when it plays like a board game uh, more than just like regular magic because it's interactive um there's kind of a you know the the best thing about commander sometimes is having those alternate win conditions that you don't see in any other format right and so 
that combined with having dungeons and I'm sure they're bringing like, you might've said that in there. I I always kind of go blank when people are talking, but (laughs) like the, uh, I'm sure they're going to add new dungeon mechanics, like a new dungeon, that kind of thing. Right. So just adding more pieces to that is, is awesome. And so I'm super excited for this. Uh, I am so glad that they're, they're going to do it this way. Cause I know it was kind of a mix feeling of like, putting a DD set uh you know something that's not magic ip in a standard legal set um where this just i think contextually totally fits what you're trying to do with commander right like if you wanted it to be something crazy but fun this is where you're at with it and on top of that it still hits the note of magic like like D is so closely related to magic um well, obviously because they're owned by the same company and then you know magic is based off of D and D and is off of lord of the rings whatever right but this is awesome i'm super happy about this uh the one thing is i don't know if they could actually put out another du- well obviously they can't but do another dungeon because the way they template the mechanic in afr is that if you venture, can you now venture into that dungeon whenever you play like AFR Limited or whatever? Or standard or not, but they, they could easily just say, all right, you can only venture into this dungeon if you have two or more opponents. Or yeah. Like yeah, they, exactly. They could do that would be and actually that's a great fix to it, right? So I didn't think about that, but no, you're um I mean it might be a little bit harder, but like you said, even just getting like uncommon legends that have like dungeon mechanics, I'm I'm all for it. So Maximum hype for commander legends real quick before you before you move on do you think we're gonna get partners again god i hope so me too that's been a, that's been the the best thing because honestly as is the case of most formats i end up getting into uh i enjoy deck building arguably more than actually playing the games we know <laughs> <laughs> um so i've been like template or like all this stuff and more partners more mo better yeah i agree i agree so people i think were complaining the first time about the partners like they're too strong or whatever but here's the thing i people are learning and again with more information out there and even though i think the professor can be very negative sometimes i've watched some of his more recent stuff and he's kind of maybe he's taken obviously not from us because you know if he listened to us all the time that he'd be perfect but you know from everybody else like he's kind of moved away from that people are learning like hey play magic in a fun way that doesn't mean make degenerate things it means okay if you have all these options you know with great power comes great responsibility you know if we learned anything from uncle ben it was that so it's only as degenerate as you let it be words of wisdom uh all right next up we have double masters 2022 uh um, it comes in third quarter 2022 with more powerful reprints and a multicolor draft focus as opposed to the previous double masters in which each pack has two foil cards and two rare or mythics and your first pick each pack is two cards. That's the first pick shaver. If you're listening. Yeah. Shaver uh, ruining it for everybody. He picked two multiple times and it threw off the draft. Uh, that was a while ago, <laughs> but dang that was over a year ago now holy moly uh either way uh i'm i'll be honest i'm not super hype on this uh the couple times that we were able to do double master draft i mean i thought it was fun but uh it was just like all right it's kind of 
just more pushed limited because it's stronger car. Like I cast worm foil engine, but <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. No, I, I, I mean, I love master sets because, because they are pushed limited sets and they're very powerful. Um, I can see why you're not as hyped for it. Also, I know like money's a thing. It is for me too now. So I mean, I'm not working luckily the, you know, the wifey carries us, but uh, you know, when I have to go beg for her, you know, uh, you know, money for the poor uh <laughs> you know it's sometimes a little bit harder to have that conversation but i'm just excited that uh we're getting another master set you know i would like it to be a little bit cheaper but it is what it is and hopefully we'll just get some good reprints so clearly we see um which which uh planeswalker is this this is the three mana one right? i mean not to i mean not to that's right i wonder if we're just gonna because that's the one that's just it can be your commander and it's like the uh miracle blinking style mm. planeswalker so i wonder if they're just gonna get a reprint or a new version because the i don't think it'll be a reprint because the original card was like it says like it can be your commander on it i think it just be more make more no because it's a reprint set what am i thinking it's a reprint, yeah uh right that's just weird to me i don't know uh speaking of weird uh we have jumpstart 2022 that's right jumpstart uh hearthstone horizons doesn't really count this is the true sequel to jumpstart uh and it comes in the fourth quarter of 2022 and it's pretty much the same as the last one just with different cards and i'm gonna be honest i have no hype for this uh the og jumpstart put some cool cards on arena like crater behemoth probably my favorite magic card of all time um but i found the gameplay in og jumpstart to be pretty boring uh it was kind of exciting if you just took them randomly didn't look at what they were and then just shuffled them together and played like that uh that was pretty fun for the first few turns and then after that i found the rest of my matches to be relatively boring but that's just me. No, I I'm have to agree with you on this one. So they missed really hard for a couple of reasons. The the biggest thing out of all of this is during COVID. So we we're experiencing a shortage of cards or whatever, right? They had distribution problems. So that led into scarcity, which led into this product being way more priced than it should have been. Because if, if I'm not mistaken, this was supposed to be like a five dollar, six dollar yeah. product turned into like a $10, $15 product because of so much scarcity of this. So that really killed the intent of this because again, yes, there are cards in here that are going to be expensive. And even if you can, even if you crack boxes and boxes and boxes of this, there's going to be that, um, what's the elf in there, the dinosaur lover elf, and there's going to be a meal and there's going to be uh, tiny bones or whatever. Right. Um, but the idea of this is, okay, I, me and you, Micah, you know, we get to juniors early and we forgot our commander decks. We just didn't want to play it. Let's go buy a couple packs before we start, get some games in. Right. I think it falls flat because, and it's really just the, the, how the system is right. Or, or how magic players are, you're either going to do it for fun. Or you're going to do it for uh, monetary value. And so anytime you put money into it, um, it, it makes it more difficult, but if you don't have things that you want to crack, if you don't want to, if you don't have lottery tickets, then why buy in the first place? So I think the idea was really cool, but unfortunately I just don't think it plays out in real life the way we want it to. So I'm, I'm on you with it. I'm, I'm, I don't know. 
like a four out of five or four out of 10 here or something, three out of 10. I mean, maybe we'll see a car that's really cool and it might bring it up, but just the announcement, it's, it's pretty flat. Uh, I'm barely a fat. Uh, let's just go ahead and talk about the, cause they also talked about jumpstart historic horizons. I regret calling it that. Uh, I tried it once. Uh, it was like Kiora evolve or whatever my combo, uh, I'll I'll be the first to admit, obviously isn't it wasn't the most um, synergistic or exciting combo, but the fact that that was an option that was the best option given to me. Uh, I found this gameplay similar to regular Jumpstart to be super boring, and my my ingrained saltiness for the nature of a lot of the mechanics in this uh, made me uh, sorry that was enough for me. Uh, hard pass. Which is funny. My experience is not totally different, but I've enjoyed it. Um, I use it to complete dailies. So it gives me, it's like I'm cracking packs. So I complete dailies, which is really cool. Um, I've been fortunate to have gotten a choice of like mythics and almost, yeah, I think I've gotten a, a, a mythic every time except for one time. But um, I, you saw one of my games. I got uh, Sarkin and then I got Teo. So like I, mashed those two together somehow but it doesn't matter because it's like okay teo makes uh, some walls and then you know sarka makes some dragons and off to the races we go right so uh i've enjoyed it to that point but man 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 uh, i think i've said this before but they missed such an opportunity for limited play like all these cards would have made such a great limited experience well i don't know if it would have been a great limited experience but i would have thoroughly enjoyed it like that's the one thing that i'm missing is like i love uh mh2 limited here it is right here it's like accessible almost but no we're just gonna jam it into jumpstart packs i'm like gosh darn it like why did it have to be why did they do this like why couldn't they have had both the jumpstart packs and the limited format like i don't think it would have been that hard to have just crammed it in there but um and then another side note, Davriel, uh, my opponent, I think actually let me, because uh, like my opponent was super dead, but I think my opponent wanted to know like all of Davriel's like biddings and choices or whatever. And so like I got to the point where like all my creatures, because I think one of the the thing the offers is like two O to all your creatures. You get an emblem with that, right? So I had it like stacked like five times or whatever. It was just like something crazy. Mm-hmm. So that that's kind of fun, but it won't play out. I don't think in constructed, like, I don't know how great it's going to be. So, uh, I hope it doesn't at all. But one thing I'll say is now all those cards are ready. They could easily make some sort of like MH cube and put it on arena because those cards are already there. For There's sure. like almost no reason for them not to do that. But yeah, uh, I don't need to talk about this anymore. Uh, I've said enough about it among, uh, multiple shows and renditions and other words that match those i've already said uh all right let's finish this off because they ended up talking about universes beyond i'm just going to run down all that they announced we have warhammer 40k with four commander decks featuring space marines we have lord of the rings tales of middle earth which is going to be its own draft set yes yes let's go there's going to be a Fortnite secret lair not featuring og duels uh, and then the last one was Street 
Fighter, which is going to be its own secret layer. And they, I'm glad that they made the joke in the post when they said multi kicker is the perfect mechanic for Chumley. That's pretty good. Kosa, mm-hmm. uh, out of these four, which one are you most excited for? I mean, there, it's no secret that Lord of the Rings, like to the utmost degree, and I'm not going to sit here and claim that I'm a huge Lord of the Ring fans and that I've read the books. No, I haven't read the books. Um, I've only watched the movies. I thought the Hobbit series was very flat, but I love the original three. But I'm super, super hyped for this. Like, uh, there's just, and I'm really hyped for this because my wife really enjoys Lord of the Rings. And so, if there was something that was going to reel her in, like, I've tried, I've tried with Arena, I've tried Commander. Um, there was something that came out, I think it was a secret layer. I can't remember. And I was like, maybe this is it. But if this doesn't do it, then babe i will give up on trying to make you love magic or not even love magic we'll just play it but this is awesome like and even then like she'll probably be just down with me getting a box of this just so we can have like collector pieces of lord of the rings but i'm super hyped for this this is an easy fit for magic obviously it's magic i mean there's wizards dragons elves and now we have halflings which you know whatever even if it's just the innkeeper, mm. it, it works in dwarves, obviously. So this is great. And I love this. Uh, also one correction. Uh, there's also going to be four commander decks and special secret layer drops featuring Lord of the Rings. Stuff. Oh yes. This is all, that's but, uh, even better. Even better. Right. One thing. So whenever magic wanted to do halflings in magic, the gathering, they couldn't, they didn't want to do halfling cause that was D and D stuff. So they made their own, the Kithkin. And then there's halflings for the D and D because that's what they are. They're halflings. However, uh, I guess they, they use the term half. I wonder if they're giving them creature type Hobbit in this, or they'll just do halfling and which is probably what they should do. That's so, what they so, should do. So you can make the halfling. They should just do like some sort of like, uh, cause they changed like hound. Yeah. Just, just like, a- so, uh, this errata of them so mm-hmm. that anyone who wants to make like a tribal deck for EDH, that's a lot easier because then you have access to Kithkin halflings and the hobbits from this. Um, I, the, I, this is the least egregious uh, one of the universes beyond because I'm a fan of Lord of the Rings. Um, uh, I love those movies. We, I pretty sure I gushed about it quite a bit whenever we talked about this. Gosh, this is probably her like first five episodes that we ever did. I think it was you, me, and Tree, I think. But yeah, uh, super high. This is by far my favorite of these. Number two for me is going to be the Street Fighter. Uh, I said on the sideboard special that uh, a lot of these could very easily feel like magic. Like Ryu and Ken. Like They're just like straight-up martial artists. There's That's easily. Then you get to the characters like Guile, who's like modern-day military man. That might not. But at the end of the day, I'm... When it's like secret lair, I'll just get over it. Whenever it's like a full black border set, then at that point I'll be uh, salty, Micah. Oh, I just get harder for you to, you know, come to grips with it. And I, and I get, I get that. I, I think I'm also there with you too. I think probably Street Fighter, just because I, I know a little bit, not enough. Like I didn't, I don't play much Street Fighter, but I mean, I've picked it up. I played it before. Um, I also like the fact too, unfortunately it's just a secret layer drop, right? So um, they dragon shield does have secret layer. I'm sorry. Uh, they have uh, 
art backs for the street fighter so it would be cool if they had a full set of it just so you could sleeve up like an entire street fighter deck in your street fighter sleeves but um yeah i mean that's cool that they're punning it right like the fact that they put multi-kicker on chun li is is really cool hopefully they come up with some really cool innovative stuff for uh the other guys so um that'd be that pretty neat i can already tell uh, i i know uh the Fortnite one that's your that's your real favorite one isn't it micah uh absolutely not i was gonna say i have negative hype for Fortnite, and although if those things you sent us were real i would pick those up for sure yeah uh, for sure. and i don't really care about warhammer to be yeah. honest yeah my opinion on those is i mean like i'm not a Fortnite. i actually i i don't like Fortnite at all like just as a concept i think the game is very it's it's actually kind of amazing to me how the world kind of picked this up by storm for a little while i guess just because like uh what, what do you call that type of gameplay um mob or oh battle royale battle royale so thank you um i guess because it was new and up and coming with like like PUBG and this and then now call of duty is like the main style of that or whatever um I, uh, yeah, it's just, I, I don't care for it, but it's whatever. Like, I mean, I've seen alt art cards more egregious than this bear and fish doing rave and ecstasy. So I don't know. And I don't know anything about 40 K. Um, I don't know. I don't, I wouldn't say it fits magic, but at the same time, um, I mean, seeing these guys, it kind of reminds me of star, uh, starcraft and I like starcraft a lot. So, um, maybe that's just kind of cool to have it in there. Uh, but yeah, same thing. There's not much hype there just because I don't know much about 40k. So uh, I just had an idea for like a Ryu card. So obviously, I feel like it has to be mono white and make it some like, like make it like a three mana four four. Let's just go. I mean, it's a secret layer or whatever. I don't, well, I don't know. That might just be, I don't want to break things or like Walking Dead or whatever. But uh, what if they had like, they had like activated abilities, but they gave it like the names of four kind of like they did in the D&D? Yeah, where, where it was like Shoryuken, where he gains like flying or something, because he goes up in the air and he punches, or Hadoken, where like he hits like plus two plus zero oh, and has reach. That's or, kind of funny. That's actually what I thought of too when when I was thinking about this. I was like, now that they've done that with the D and D set, that's actually perfect, right? Having keywords that are not keywords, but that like mm-hmm. you know show off what their universe is or whatever. So that'd be pretty sweet. Yeah, that would be sick. And that concludes the showcase and the products. Uh, so my most hype are Commander Legends and the two Dominaria sets. Kosa, which one would you say is your most hype? Out of sorry, out of which ones again? Sorry, out of, out of the stuff we've talked about today. Ooh, that's really really tough. So I know ten. It was ten vampires. Um, I think though, just straight up wins for me is Lord of the Rings. That is probably the thing that I'm super ready for. Uh, I know it well enough from the movies that I want to see some of my favorite characters. I want to see the Lich King. Um, you know, I'm really hoping that um, uh, Sauron and all of them have make an appearance. So I'm I'm super hyped for that. Um, and then followed by the just the Innistrad stuff. Um, actually, no, you know what? I take that back. Actually, funny enough, it's going to be uh, Commander Legends next. So one and two that way. Let's go. Also, one uh, the Lord of the Rings won't be coming until twenty twenty three. 
sad day. I think, oh. I, got, I, think I got kind of salty about that. I was like, why? There's there's no reason. Just why? There's I just why? I just hope it doesn't end up like a, the Netflix series. Like, oh, we're just changing our minds. Like, it's not going to happen. Maybe it's going to happen. I don't know. But hopefully, hopefully, nothing changes with that. Like, this has to happen. You mean the Amazon series? Uh, whatever it is, whatever the magic series is now, that was Netflix. Oh, and okay, Amazon. My, my, yeah. I thought I, I got talking about Lord of the Rings. Oh, the no, no, Amazon no, no. Lord of the Rings series, which is the most expensive TV show ever made, that drops. Uh, a oh. It's like exactly a year from today as of recording. I'm pretty sure. Oh, I think wow. it was September 2nd. Okay. Uh, so I'm super hyped for that. But yeah, there's the, there's the Magic Netflix show, which was originally going to have the makers of Endgame and the good Captain America movies. And then they're like, nah, never mind. And now I don't care about it. But that'll do it. It's getting hot. We've been recording for a while. Uh, my football game is about to start. Costa. Quick, quick picks. For the people. Let's do it. All right. Let me get you out of here, man. So I have a uh, late, I think you pronounce this Lalia, the blade reforged. Um, currently it's a pretty big pickup right now for the prosper Tonebound commander. Um, I'm telling you to pick up the EA copies from at $9. They'll probably go to 15 pretty quick. Um, again, actually with all three picks I'm about to talk about, this isn't about a flip. This is just get it in your collection before they get expensive. Um, and so if you don't have that card and you want it in the A form, get it. Uh, next card, Old Gnawbone, the AR, AFR Borderless Foil. Card is extremely expensive. It is $60 right now. However, I don't think that card, uh, I don't think that's the floor for that card. And even if it loses a little bit of money, uh, I think it's going to be $100 Dragon. Uh, it's extremely popular. It's a dragon. It's probably got the best art out of all the uh, alternate uh, dragons that we have um, comparable to terror of the peaks, which if you're looking at it, if you're looking at terror of the peaks today, it has climbed up to like $27 for just the regular non foil cards. So meat and all bones in the same category. And then the last one, uh, Olivia Valderin. So this is the modern masters three copy. We're again, getting the crimson vow, uh, you just, if you want to make vampires, you think you're going to want to make vampires, pick it up because it, it's, I think down to like 15 listings on TCG for that, for the non-foil copy, $8 to 15, I say in about six months, it'll hit that price. Pick it up now if you want it for your collection. But, uh, those are my quick picks for today. Micah, let's put on this AC, man. Yeah, I feel you. I'm hot. That will do it for this, the 33rd rendition of the MTG Untapped podcast. What did you think of what we talked about today? Are you hype for all this sweet magic content coming your way? Let us know on Twitter at MG Untapped Pod or on Facebook at MG Untapped Podcast. If you have any ideas for stuff you would like us to talk about, shoot us an email at untappedmailbag at gmail.com. And if you would please. Uh, subscribe and leave us a review wherever you're listening to this podcast. It would be very much appreciated. And that will do it for this episode of the MG Untap Podcast. I have been the Micah signing off for Costa. We will talk to y'all next week. Hook them horns. Yeah, guys, later. And don't forget, Force World Gaming. Go check them out. Bash drop. Bye. <laughs>